Hello, and welcome everyone to another episode of Rotten Reviews. On today's episode, we will be discussing the 2014 horror comedy, The Voices, starring uh, Ryan Reynolds and Anna Kendrick. Um, it had a budget of $11 million, and apparently it only made, at the box office, $444,196. So it's technically a flop. It's got a 74% of Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, it's about this young man, Jerry, who works at the Milton Bathtub Factory, who's has this crush on a co-worker. And uh, things are going great. Uh, he talks to his dog and cat like every normal person does. Uh, but he gets stood up on a date, and that's when things change. Um, hey, Jim, give me a break. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll tone it down a little bit. You have the greatest hair, Tom, in the back. How are you doing, Jerry? They like me at work. Do you want to get a drink? There's a girl. I like her. Are you good with cats? No, the real question is, are cats good with me? Because they pretty much own us. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Sometimes they talk to my pets. <laughs> and they sometimes talk to me. Sometimes. I get that. You're out, you league. Shush. Yeah, shut up, cat. Do you ever hear her voices? Not really. Jerry. Hey, Fiona. In her eyes, you're a ridiculous peasant. Kill her, and you will discover what it feels like to be truly alive. <laughs> Don't run! <laughs> Mr. Whiskers, he makes me do bad things. You totally stopped taking the pills, didn't you? Don't. Look what you did to me. I'm so sorry. Jerry, you're a serial killer. No, he isn't. You seem a million miles away. I got a lot going on right now. Pretty bad situation, buddy. Me out to that. She makes me warm to scream. complicated inside the human mind, huh? Oh, the best night of my whole life. What a fab cracking day to come back. You're so mysterious. It's cool. You remember last week when you said there is an invisible line that separates good from evil and you thought you'd cross it and I said, no, 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 you're a good boy? Yeah, I remember. So what? I've changed my opinion. <laughs> It's a very interesting movie. Definitely a very deep dive into the dark, dark parts of someone's mind. Uh, I definitely highly recommend it, though. I enjoy it a lot. Um, 
So uh, we pretty much had the movie starting out at the uh, Milton Bathtub Factory. And for whatever reason, uh, their employees are made to wear like Pepto-Bismol pink uh, outfits. Uh, we have Ryan Reynolds, who's playing the character Jerry, who's going home to his you know, lonely house, which is actually just an apartment that's attached on an abandoned uh, bowling alley, um, where he, he goes home to his dog Bosco and his cat uh, Mr. Whiskers very creative cat name and mr whiskers and bosco are both both voiced by reynolds as well dog's a nice you know kind dog and the cat's an asshole just like all cats are you're not going to change my mind on that fact either all cats are assholes as far as i'm concerned and we have jerry in the staff meeting in the next scene um he's going on about how he's all excited about the uh company picnic that he's going to have which makes me think that he's a newer employee because he's going on about how uh, having the company picnic will allow them to grow their bond as employees. So I feel like that's maybe his first time going to the company picnic. So he's probably only been working there for at least a year. That then uh, everyone's leaving and at the company uh, meeting there. And the boss is like, yeah, whoever wants to leftover pizza, take it. And that's when uh, Jerry has a conversation with another guy. He's like, hey, you want some free pizza, leftover pizza? The guy's like, nah. He's Jerry's like, well, what's better than leftover pizza? The guy's like, sushi. And Jerry's just like, so raw fish. And that's when the guy's like, no, sushi is fresh cooked rice with fresh caught sea fish. So raw fish. That's, that's essentially what sushi is. It's raw fish. And then the next scene, we have Jerry in his meeting with his shrink. Uh, discussing how his life is going and if he's taking his new meds. And he's kind of like beating around the bush. And she keeps asking like, if he's hearing your voices and he totally denies having full-on conversations with his cat and dog um jerry's telling the shrink how he met a girl and how he's worried that she's going to find out about his mother um because apparently his mother was psychotic of some sort um maybe schizophrenic bipolar i'm not too sure the mental state of her but she would see um angels was her thing that she would always see everywhere and then uh, Jerry's going on about how he's always excited because Fiona, the girl he likes at work, is wanting to set up a conga line at work. And then we cut right to that conga line. We kind of think maybe it's uh, just all in his mind, but it's not. Um, he's doing the conga line. He's just, he's just amazed by how beautiful Fiona is to the point where he's seeing butterflies that aren't even there flying around her. And then the next thing we know, he's back at home, you know, laying on the couch all excited and feeling great after his you know the company picnic and conga line dance and mr whiskers is just pretty much being a straight asshole and like if you don't sell your league she will never date someone like you she's british she would never be want to be like be with someone like you jerry jerry you're out of her league then the next day jerry's all happy from the conga line and everything still super happy from it they singing while working with his co-worker and we only see this co-worker once i think and the co-worker's just like man you gotta stop you are way too happy for today you just need to calm down stop the singing and relax and that's when jerry not really realizing he's like you know what you got really nice hair and the guy is balding on the top he has no hair on the top whatsoever and then jerry's like you know what you got really good hair on the back uh jerry is uh, heading up to the accountant's office now um, because that's where Fiona works. And we meet Lisa, um, who's another girl that works out there. And we definitely can tell that Lisa has a crush on him. And she invites him to go to drinks at, I think, like Dave's Bar or something like that. 
uh, where all the other girls from accounting are going, which is actually only like three of them. So he's like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll take along. And they're, you know, they're out randomly having drinks and chatting and stuff. And Jerry randomly just says at the table, I know Crowdy. And it's just really awkward at the one point. Because um, Lisa's like, well, can you, can you drive me to my car, Jerry? And he kind of just zones out. And then he's like, oh, well, I, I could drive uh, Fiona if she needs it. And then he drive, he actually does drive Fiona back. Uh, she doesn't look impressed uh, about it at all. Because Fiona definitely wants nothing to do with Jerry whatsoever. Um, upon the drive back, Jerry's like, you know, would you like to go for you know, dinner and stuff? I know there's a really nice restaurant. And it's a, uh, I forget the restaurant's name. But it's a Chinese restaurant that also puts on a show. So yeah, uh, Fiona's not really too excited about that. But she's like, you know, instead of making him feel embarrassed and bad, he's, she's like, yeah, I guess I could. And I like that the next scene when Jerry finally gets back home again, uh, Mr. Whiskers is just sitting there just staring at him like with evil eyes about ready to kill him pretty much. Um, then we have Jerry stopping in at the accountant's office because he's got the like the restaurant menu to give to Fiona, but Fiona's actually hiding behind in her cubicle cell. And she has uh, Lisa talk to him because she doesn't want to talk to him. She's too chicken to say, hey, I don't want to go out on a date with you. Uh, that's when we then come find out that uh, apparently that night is karaoke night for accountants. Because apparently they all go to the karaoke bar and get drunk and just act like idiots. So then we cut to various scenes of Jerry sitting at the Chinese restaurant waiting for Fiona to show up. And then we cut to the girls, you know, singing being drunk and whatnot and having fun and then at one point there's like a an elvis impersonator at the chinese restaurant and then a ninja randomly comes out and then next thing before jerry gets, gets ready to leave he's just sitting at his table depressed which also there's like no one else in this chinese restaurant at all it's like completely bare yeah that, but each table has like a fishbowl with fish in it and he starts talking to the fish which i'm kind of it's kind of funny i don't think the fish talks back because with the other animals they talk back to him and but not the fish so I don't know why, unless I unless it does talk back and I missed it, that could be the that could be uh, a point. Then have Jerry leaving the restaurant and of course it's downpouring out, so he gets in his truck and starts uh, listening to some like sad mopey music, and he's you know just going on about his days, you know not too happy about what happened, but it is what it is. But he's definitely in a mental state where he can't comprehend that, and he's not strong enough to deal with that kind of thing. We then have uh, Lisa dropping Fiona off at her car. Um, because I guess they just take all the like carpool to the rest the the bar to do the karaoke. Um, and then when Fiona's getting in her car and Lisa's already gone, her car won't start. So then Fiona has to go stand out at like the road by this building to try and flag down traffic. And luckily enough, Jerry's driving by. And then of course, him being the nice global guy, he stops to pick her up. And then Fiona's completely drunk, but she convinces uh, Jerry to go get some food. Which seems to be like in the next town over, though, because it seems like it's a little drive for the country. <clears throat> and then uh, Fiona also spits out that how she knows that Lisa thinks Jerry is hot, and Jerry kind of just like gets like a gilly little schoolboy nervous look, and he's like, "No, no, she doesn't, doesn't think that." Um, but while they're driving, uh, he takes his eyes off the road because he's playing some game with Fiona. But Fiona screams, starts to scream at him. Uh, because there's a deer in the middle of the road. So then we have this weird like, scene where the truck's just swerving around and doing like spins in the road. And it finally hits this deer and this deer goes through the windshield. And, you know, it's 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 dying. It's through its windshield. And the deer is talking to Jerry now. 
the deer's like, pull out your knife, please. Just cut my throat and end it. Of course, Jerry hears the deer talking, but obviously Fiona being perfectly mentally sane, she does not. So she starts freaking out, and that's when Fiona gets scared and leaves the truck and starts running through the woods. <laughs> Jerry, kill me. I want to die. Take your knife and cut my throat. Don't worry, I'll help you. What? No, no, Jerry! I gotta do it, I gotta do it. The fourth angel is Lucifer. Lucifer is an angel, a fallen angel. Fiona! Fiona! He asked me to do it! Fiona, don't run! You'll get lost! Fiona! So she falls down and then starts like trying to crawl away on her back because uh, for whatever reason, Jerry's, Jerry's, you know, like don't run in the woods, you're gonna fall, you're gonna hurt yourself. But at the same time, Jerry is running at her with the knife still in hand, and then he trips, falls, and stabs her in the stomach. He's, you know, saying so sorry and everything, but then he pulls the knife out and he's like, I'm sorry, you're in so much pain, and then he starts to stab her over and over again while saying sorry with each and every single stab. We then cut to uh, Jerry's just, you know, washing off the blood and then he's sitting on his toilet. Uh, his dog, Bosco, is, you know, trying to explain, tell him to, you know, go explain it to the cops. You're a good guy. You're not evil. It was an accident. The cops will understand. And then Mr. Wester's like, don't do it. Don't tell the cops. They'll put you in jail. You'll become someone's bitch. Do not tell the cops. So, of course, Jerry being too scared, he doesn't tell the cops at all. Uh, but one thing that is shocking at this point in time is that Jerry admits that he opens up and admits that the stabbing was the first time that he finally felt alive. And Mr. Whisker's like, that's good. Because Mr. Whisker wants him to keep killing. It's like the good and evil little devil on your shoulder. The dog's a good one. The cat's the evil one. Uh, but Mr. Whisker's like, well, he did this. Now you have to go back to the woods and hide the body. But Jerry's not good at hiding the body because later on there's a police scene where um, they find a part of the body or some remains or blood in the woods. And then this whole time that that's going on, uh, I'm jumping back and forth right now, but that whole time that that's going on, Jerry starts losing him a little bit because he feels like the cop's talking directly to him and then the cop starts yelling and screaming through the TV at Jerry. But it's not really happening. It's just the cop telling about what's going on 
and but Jerry's taking it a different way because it's just how his mindset is, his mental capacity. But yeah, back to the other part is uh, Jerry goes to the wind, obviously grabs Fiona's dead body, uh, puts it in the back of his truck, and he's going to like a hardware store to get some, you know, some supplies for what he's going to need um, at this point. Uh, for what reason, with, he takes out the whole windshield of his truck, and then the front end damage on his truck, he just covers up with cardboard and the pink Milton packing tape. Uh, but then the sheriff comes up to him and just, you know, having a friendly chat, but Jerry's obviously going crazy a little bit and getting nervous because obviously he has a dead body in the back of his truck. But, you know, it just shows that it's a very small knit community where everyone's friends with everyone else. And then uh, at this point, when he's getting ready to leave, his shrink uh, calls him to remind him that he has... I, it's probably like a weekly checkup that he's got to be there for. And then again, while at the shrink, she's asking if he's hearing any voices. And he starts, you know, like stutter around the question and starts trying to avoid it. Um, and then she's like, well, are you still taking your pills? And, you know, that's again. He's like, well, you know, I'm kind of I'm doing it, but not really. Then we finally see where a bit of where Jerry lives. Uh, it's this old abandoned bowling alley that has like a, a little apartment attached on the upstairs. Um, we see Fiona's dead body laying on his counter and he's slowly chopping her up and putting her into like uh, Tupperware containers pretty much like a butcher shop would do like just literally cutting off every single piece of her body and just ramming it into like little Tupperware containers and then literally Bosco and Mr. Whiskers are just sitting on the floor the whole time staring up at him watching as he's chopping her into pieces and then for whatever reason I don't know why um, it's a cool part of the movie I guess uh, Jerry grabs Fiona's head and puts it in his fridge for safekeeping, I guess, to keep it fresh so he has someone to talk to, I guess. Uh, I don't know, but it's it's definitely adds to the movie. And then we have this uh, sad moment where Jerry's deciding, you know, if I want to take my meds or if I don't want to take my meds. And of course, Mr. Whiskers is trying to get him to stay off the meds because if he takes the meds and gets mentally healthy, the voices in his head will stop. Therefore, he will not have... Bosco and Mr. Whiskers to actually talk back and forth to um, so he obviously decides uh, you know what I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna take the meds anymore and then starts having flashbacks about his childhood uh, he definitely didn't have a good childhood at all and uh, his mom is definitely mentally ill as well and there's that one point where she's up laying in bed and the the police are coming for her and the sheriff's coming for her and uh, she does not want to go back to either i don't know if she escaped from the mental hospital or where she might have got from but she's not going back so she grabs a glass on the night table and she smashes it and then starts cutting her throat open and her neck the side of her neck and then she's like jerry you have to finish the job cut my wrist and that's when jerry gets up and all we see is him closing the bedroom door so you can definitely tell that he puts his mom to rest let's say and then after this whole mental breakdown, Jerry then wakes up on the couch, and he's a bit confused on what's going on. Um, he sees all the containers of meat, and he try he's trying to talk to animals, but they won't say anything back. So he takes his meds and literally gets rid of them. Just, I think he flushes them down the toilet. And then he wakes up in bed after uh, afterwards. You know, I think he's finally having a little bit of realization as well. 
Um, I think he might have passed out on the couch and then went to bed. And he's waking up and he's literally puking after breakfast. And then he starts hearing uh, Fiona talking. Um, he has her head resting on the counter while he eats. And he's literally trying to eat like a bowl of cereal. And she's just starting to talk to him. Um, she's starting to talk about how lonely she is living in the fridge by herself. And she's now like on Mr. Whisker's side being like, Jerry, be nice if I had a friend. Why don't you go get me a friend, Jerry? And he's like, no, no, I, I don't want to do that. And then she literally starts screaming at him to go get a friend. Uh, and then it's, the next thing is, well, why don't you go get Elisa from accounting? She likes you. Be easy to get Elisa. Um, then we have this little scene where he's at work and he's like having a daydream moment. And it's like where uh, in other movies people will be dancing, but it's literally his coworkers like doing this tandem dance in the forklifts. Which, I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense, but it's there. So, it's just as weird as the ending of this movie. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Then we have Mr. Whiskers uh, in the next part, who's trying to convince Jerry to kill again. Um, Mr. Whiskers literally wants Jerry to become a serial killer. He, he wants him to become Dexter. He wants him to, you know, he's like, the first five kills are the hardest. But you can do it. I know you can. He's like... You'll feel better if you kill on purpose this time, Jerry. The first time was just an accident. Do it again, Jerry. And then we have Jerry in the accountant's office. He's talking to uh, Lisa. And he's trying to get her to go out to, uh, I think it's David's bar. Um, and then at the bar, they're talking about how demanding cats are and how much cats are assholes and this and that. And then uh, Lisa mentions how she has a cat as well. And for what reason, she named her cat Pighead. Pighead. Apparently, because that's what the cat acts like. He's Pighead. Um, then we have Jerry who's uh, driving Lisa home but instead of taking the normal he goes a different way and has a surprise for her out in the woods uh, he, he can definitely tell he was going to plan on killing her out there but he has too many flashbacks because he takes her to the house that he grew up in and he has you know the flashbacks of having to murder his mom in that house and we can definitely tell he didn't have a lot of friends because there's this one window he said he would sit at all the time and just watch the stars and he would count the stars as being his friends that's how lonely of a person he was as a child and then we have a he does get his first probably kiss in real life ever in the, at this scene um, they go inside the house and he's getting ready to go up the stairs but that's when he has a flashback of having to kill his mom and lisa helps bring him back to reality and she leans in to give him a kiss and yeah, next thing we know, um, we are at Lisa's home, and Jerry's, you know, probably got lucky for the very first time ever, you know, getting a kiss and probably getting, you know, that other extra bonus, let's say. Um, and Jerry's looking out the window, he's just going on about how, you know, this night turned out differently than he expected it, and she, she agrees, and it's probably the happiest he's ever been. And then they both realize, oh shit, we actually still have to go to work. So that's when he then rushes home to uh, feed his animals. And Mr. Whiskers is so pissed off because Jerry's gone all night. So he decides to uh, leave a present on the couch. And you can just assume what that present was. And then we also hear at the same point, uh, Fiona, Fiona's severed head is inside the fridge yelling and screaming because she's pissed off because Jerry hasn't brought her back a friend yet. And then we have another scene where Jerry's now sitting on the couch. He just got done watching that uh, news report where they know there's probably a serial killer out. Or something going on because they found parts of the dead body and he's literally having a conversation between the severed head of Fiona Bosco and Mr. Whiskers where two of them are trying to convince him to kill again and Bosco's like you're not evil Jerry you you can still get back from this 
You can still do the rat thing, Jerry. And then we have a, a knock at his door, and it's actually Lisa who's wanted to do a surprise visit for him. It's the first time she's ever seen his house. Um, so he's, he's freaking out. He comes outside and shuts the door, and that you know happens to lock the door. And he's like, oh, shit, I can't get back in. And she's like, well, I can help you. I can, and, you know, I can get in for you. Apparently she has the um, good ability of getting into places she's not supposed to be. Uh, but no, he's like, no, I can go for the skylight. It's no problem. So while he's trying to go for the skylight, uh, she gets into his apartment and uh, is meted by Bosco. And she puts Bosco into the like bedroom to, because Bosco's all excited and stuff. And uh, she's definitely in shock of what the apartment looks like. Because when Jerry is talking to the animals or Fiona's severed head, the place looks okay. It doesn't look like a mess. But when we see it from um, Lisa's perspective, it's definitely it looked like a little bit of a hoarder house. It's dirty. There's cat puke and crap all over the place. It's definitely not clean at all. And she's definitely very uh, shocked as to what it looks like. And she's telling. And then when she gets ready to like kind of leave, uh, Jerry's actually behind her because he was watching from the skylight the whole time, and he saw her looking around. And she's like, you know, I won't tell anyone. I'll just go home. We'll just act like nothing happened. You live your life. I'll live my life. And then that's when the little battle becomes between the two of them. Uh, she runs into the washroom to lock herself in there. And Jerry's pounding on the door to try and get in. Um, she destroys the towel rack, though, and rips it right out the wall. And when he comes through the door, she, she starts beating him with it. And then she runs out to the living room again and then runs into the bedroom but the door doesn't lock it's just a sliding door um so she's on the bed and she's you know he's like you know what i'm sorry i'm just gonna come in now we'll just we'll just talk about it. it's fine we're friends no worries okay and um she she tries to make an escape and run by him but he grabs her and pushes her back onto the bed but he's got like this little wooden headboard shelf and she falls like neck across it and she's definitely broken her neck and she's crying and she's like i'm in pain i just want to go home and that's when jerry then crawls into bed with her and he's like cuddling her and she's you have a close-up of her crying and then next thing you know we see a scene of jerry putting her severed head into his fridge uh, the next day at work the accountants are all trying to get a hold of lisa and no one can get a hold of her and then or and they also mentioned how they can't get a hold of uh jerry and one of the other co-workers mentions like hey did you look at the paper and apparently it's a f older paper and they see the news title or headline of jerry's mom so it kind of makes them a little bit worried about it and then alan allison goes to check in on jerry and next thing we know uh, her head's going in the fridge as well um then we cut to this little scene that i like um, it's Jerry talking to Bosco and Bosco's like you know how I said before that you're a good boy and you weren't evil and Jerry's like yeah and Bosco's like I retract that statement now and walks away and then we have another little like sitting around the table round meeting of Jerry Bosco and Mr. Whiskers and Fiona's head and Jerry's asking Fiona for help and then she's like uh, maybe it's time you start talking to Mr. Whiskers and seeing what he says and of course Mr. Whiskers like just keep going going on killing people, Jerry. Don't lose it. Killing the first five's the hardest part. After that, it gets easy, Jerry. And then uh, we have Jerry going to his drink to tell her uh, how things are going. And that uh, Mr. Whiskers is apparently the reason why he stopped taking his meds. And the drink's all confused and whatnot. And then he starts to have a mental breakdown and starts crying to her. And she's like, it's okay, Jerry. Don't worry about it. You're just off your meds. It's not like you haven't killed anyone. And he's like... 
Well, about that, um, I've actually killed, you know, three people. Um, it's it's not five yet, at least. So it's only three, so that's that's one way of looking at it, right? Uh, and then the uh, shrink slowly grabs her cell phone, just tries to put it on her desk to, you know, call for help while he's explaining everything that's going on. Um, Jerry sees what's going on, though, with her, and he uh, kidnaps her, takes her into a field, and puts her on the hood of his truck. And she's just asking what's going on and, and like the voices and stuff like that. And she explains to him, just because you have thoughts in your heads and you're hearing voices doesn't mean you have to, you know, react to each action. You don't have to listen to each voice. We all hear voices. We all have issues we're going on with. And we don't have to act on each and everything. And he's like, see that, Doc? That was like 10 years of therapy and about two seconds we have just a random scene of the two co-workers that were talking to allison earlier they're showing up at his house and the one's like you know i stay in the car while you go up in case he shows up and then i'll honk the horn and then we can go quickly uh the guy's like you're a chicken uh, but he goes up to the apartment and the door's um, i guess unlocked or maybe picks it but yeah he opens it bosco runs out and he goes into the apartment quickly and runs back out and starts picking his brains out saying for the other guy to call 911 because that's how bad the apartment looks and smells because of three dead bodies. Uh, Jerry then makes his homework to drink and puts her on the couch. She's tied up and she starts screaming um, because there's a severed head. Or no, the severed head comes in a little bit later. But yeah, Jerry's looking around for Bosco and Mr. Whiskers. Can't find them all. Uh, couldn't find out Bosco got out, obviously. And Mr. Whiskers like, yeah, he got hit by a van. He's fine. And then Jerry's like to his drink, what can I do to make you more comfortable, you know? She's like, I just want to be left alone. I don't want anything around here. I just want to be left alone. That's when Jerry gets the perfect idea. Hey, I'm just going to grab Fiona's severed head and put it on the table beside you. That way you guys can, you know, guys can have a talk. And this, the whole time the shrink can see that Jerry's definitely lost it because he's talking to the head, talking to the cat. And then they all have a screaming match. And yeah, it just, they just lost it that's when the we then start hearing cop sirens coming in the background and uh jerry takes mr whiskers into the washroom he pops off this like um vent cover that goes into the back of the wall and goes down in between the building um he's using that to escape and while climbing down he breaks a gas pipe that starts to leak obviously gas out and then jerry's now in the back of the the bowling alley walking past the machines and he starts hearing voices just faintly hearing voices coming in um the strength then wants the police to be careful with jerry she, she's because they uh they throw some tear gas into his apartment and they kind of like storm the this little area like swap officers and she's like he's really mentally unsafe just just be careful please and the police she's like you know what we're, we're more worried about our own safety than this guy's safety. He's already killed three people, so whatever happens, happens. And then uh, when the cops goes in the washroom to look down the vent where he he uh, he escaped, and he's a like, gas leak, and then the next thing you know, the whole building shakes and blows up. It's not all crumbling, of course, but the apartment section of it is definitely destroyed, and there's fire going everywhere now. But Jerry's still walking through. He's hearing more voices telling him, you know, come home, come closer. And he's almost there. Um, then we have, we hear Mr. Whiskers and Bosco's voice in Jerry's head. Um, Mr. Whiskers is telling him to escape. And then Bosco's just saying, no, Jerry, it's over. 
just lay down and let the flames consume you. Um, let the flames put you to sleep, is essentially what it says. But yeah, he's just hearing the voices. The animals aren't actually there. Uh, I'm assuming Mr. Whiskers probably got out of the apartment. And by the sounds of it, Bosco might have got hit by a van and actually died. Or maybe Mr. Whiskers was just being an asshole. Because he's a cat, and that's what cats do. Um, and then we have the white scene. This is pretty much a white scene. And then when we just see um, Jerry's dead eye, like, it's zooming in on his face. And it's, you just tell he's ready to die. And then the white scene comes up, actually. And it's inside his mind. And we just see... Bosco and Mr. Whiskers and they're like well I guess this is our time to finally say our last goodbye and then the animals walk away and then next thing we know we have Jerry walking in into scene fully dressed out in a blue suit and then we see his mom and dad and he's like hi mom and he's like hi dad dad's like you're crazy or you're an asshole or something along those lines and then all the girls that he killed come in dressed up in dresses and then next thing we know he's meeting jesus and then they have a happy song dance and then next thing at the end we have jesus driving a forklift raising jerry into the sky really weird but you know it, it goes hand in hand i guess uh, it's a crazy movie and it's a hell of a way to end it um it's definitely a good movie though I would definitely highly recommend it um, it's very dark very graphic in certain parts vulgar um, it's definitely not something I expected when I first watched it um, I think this is like my third time watching it I found it like last earlier last year so I think I watched it three times since early last year uh, I like it though I, I would definitely out of 10 I would give it a 7.5 I think it's a really good movie definitely should check it out um i'm personally a big ryan reynolds fan and anna kendrick is really good as well um just a fun movie it's a it's one of those horror comedies i would definitely put up with uh tucker and dale versus evil it's, it's fun it's a fun watch it's really good um definitely check it out uh, i think it's on amazon prime i own it so i didn't have to look it up but i'm pretty sure you can rent it on there don't quote me i should have fact checked that before i said it but oh well. Uh, so the next movie we're going to watch uh, is more going to be on the sci-fi side of things. Uh, it's a Charlie Sheen movie. Uh, we're going to watch The Wraith. It's um, Charlie Sheen who was uh, killed as his, in his younger days and then comes back as this you know sci-fi space racer who's you know taking out his revenge on the people who wronged him. Uh, years ago uh, definitely a very cool movie a lot of fun um, probably my favorite Charlie Sheen movie I haven't watched a lot of his movies other than that and like Men at Work uh, but yeah I definitely highly recommend it and I'll leave uh, the trailer in the bio down below so you guys can watch that uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode make sure to leave a like down below uh, leave a comment I would love to hear your thoughts uh, and hit that share button every little bit helps uh, and yeah if you want to get a hold of me in any way I'll have all my stuff down below but as well, just pretty much go on any social media site, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, uh, YouTube, and just search at TyphonSign, T-Y-P-H-E-N-S-T-E-I-N, and you'll pretty much find me. I'm pretty much the only one with that username, and if there's someone out there with that username trying to be me, uh, what are you doing? I'm nothing special, so don't do that. So until next time, I'll talk to you guys all later. Peace! We could have felt ten more refrigerators, Jerry. Shush, Buddy.
if he survives, he'll only cause more suffering, pain, and death. It's over. Jerry's going home. You win, pup. I have to confess this alpha thing suits you well. I kind of like you, Bosco. Me too. I like you, Mr. Whiskers. But now it's time for each of us to go our own way. Goodbye, friend. Goodbye, Mr. Whiskers. Mom? Hey, Jerry. Dad? Creep. Hey, Fiona. Lisa! Good evening, love. Hi, Jerry. Mmm, Allison? Hey, Jerry. I'm sorry I killed you guys. Let's not bring up the bad things. Let's just be happy. Jesus. Hi, Jerry. Thanks for the love. Thank you for coming. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Are my pets gonna be okay? You betcha. Sing a happy song, sing a happy song. Why don't you sing along, sing a happy song. Get on up and dance, sing a happy song. Come on, clap your hands, sing a happy song. Music's good for your soul. 